Today we welcome James James Fung. He is a six-figure Amazon seller and a venture coach at the University at Buffalo. Welcome, James. Hey, Thomas. What's going on? Yeah, so the listeners out there, can you explain to them what is Amazon FBA? Amazon FBA is a platform where you physically do not need a warehouse. Once you buy products, you can send it directly to the Amazon fulfillment website um, where they handle um, shipping to customer offering, uh, offering prime shipping to 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 the people buying your products and offering uh, uh, customer service. And what is your personal approach to selling on Amazon? I personally think selling on Amazon is next level um, game changer, right? Because when I first started, I didn't have a warehouse, right? So after everything would be sent to my residential house, my parents would always ask me, oh, like, when is this going? When are you going to sell this? When is this? When is that? Because, because it was taking up their room as well. So that's why Amazon FBA is such like a game changer platform because you could send everything to the Amazon FBA warehouse and you don't need to store a single thing. And um, so how do you uh, go about getting these products which you then ship to Amazon? How does, how does that process exactly work? So there's two ways. One is called private label and the other one's called wholesale. Wholesale is what I do. We buy from big national distributors, which is all name branded products like, um, such as like Avino, Pone Spring, uh, uh, Lysol, Febreze, whatever it may be. And then we resell it back to the Amazon um, platform, right? But for private label, what you do is you go find a manufacturer overseas, China, India, wherever else, right? And then you basically slap your own brand name on it. You bring the product back to America and you market it to the rest of the entire world. Great, and so when and how were you first introduced to selling on Amazon? I was in my dorm room here at the University of Buffalo. I watched a video of a 28-year-old accountant making more money flipping random stuff from the clearance aisle than his, um, than his accounting job. It was covered by CNBC. You guys could um, watch a YouTube video on him as well. Um, and basically after that, I went to the local Walmart here, found a couple birdhouses, kids' birdhouses, and made three four dollars i got it for 750 i sold it for upwards up to 25 dollars um and, and we, did you sell it on amazon strictly strictly amazon fba let amazon handle all the um shipping to customers and all that but that product really started it all only because when it sold 60 within a week, making three, $4, I was like, damn, this is game changer. And then the very next product I found was like, you know, like Keurig, um, coffee cups, Blendtec blenders. Blendtec blenders was actually the best product I've ever found at Walmart. It was 13 of them for $75 each. And they were marked for MSRP $300 on Amazon. Right. So after the fees, after the, all the big fees, because this product was pretty heavy, um, I came out with about a hundred to one hundred twenty-five dollars per blender. So after wow. spending thirteen hundred per week, right, 
and it sold out all within one week. So I spent thirteen hundred and I made about thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred dollars in that same week, and that was absolutely game changer. Wow! And so, how did you trans? Uh, um, how do you transition from going to Walmart and flipping stuff from the clearance aisle to buying from big national wholesalers? Well, after a while, right, there's not enough products. Like when I usually find a product that makes big, like the big bucks from Walmart, there will be like a very limited quantity. It could be 10 to 15 quantity at best. So that's why when I discovered wholesale, it was game changer, right? Even if I make like three, four dollars per unit, right? I could buy hundreds of the same item, right? So then, so then, so then what I usually do is I buy 30 units um, in the beginning to test it out. If it sells out within a day or two, I wrap it up and I buy up like upwards of 250 units, then a thousand units, and I'll never ever run out and I continue making the same product. That's why wholesale is scalable versus buy random crap from Walmart. Yeah, I totally understand that. You can just fill up your inventory as much as you need, as much as you, as long as you're, uh, as long as the product keep uh, keeps moving. Yep, um, of course. And so, what was the process of learning that craft, learning the craft of wholesale, um, and what did you do to, you know, become consistently profitable like you are today? Well, in the beginning, there was a lot of um, trial and error, right? When I first bought my first wholesale order, I spent about $3,000. I actually lost money. Um, I only made back 1500 and the other 1500 is still sitting ducks in my basement currently. Um, <laughs> so I actually lost money through that one um, because of bad research. Everything's about research, right? And wholesale is all number-based. Something probably went wrong and like I like didn't know a certain thing but I bought it anyways. So it, like it was dumb and like I, like I learned from it in the end, which brought me to where I am today where where like I don't make those type of mistakes anymore. It's only like a two, three percent chance I even make those type of mistakes. Um so that's 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 how I got where I am today. Yeah, and so it was a lot of trial and error. Did you have any help from um, YouTube? Did you have any help from any other sale sellers that kind of showed you the way, or was it all you? So um, I did have help, right, that basically looked over any of the legal papers that I had um, in case anything did happen. Um, but... They didn't help me find wholesalers. They didn't help me like go through the process, teach me how to research, right? Do any of that. Um, but they are Amazon's top five, 500, top 500 US Amazon sellers in the entire world hmm, in well. the United States. So they did give me a lot of tips and tricks, but in a sense of finding wholesalers and like finding like my own research method and finding um, basically the process, uh, they didn't really help me with that. But overall, with any legal papers that I had, um, they would give me tips and tricks on. Yeah, and that's a big part of the process, I'm sure. Um, so you talk about, you know, in the beginning there, you, you lost some money because of your uh, lack of research. How have you changed that? And how do you do your research now to um, really 
be consistent? So there is a generic way that, you know, the, like the people of YouTube or like people on Google will tell you about. And that's like more so the more generic way, right? Throughout the months of doing Amazon, I figured out a system that works for me, right? Um, it is considered my own research method. I don't usually share how exactly it goes. Mm-hmm. But if you ever want to reach out, you can let me know. Um, but there's but there's a lot of ways. And there is an FBA calculator, like basically where you plug in all the numbers. Um, and then, it, like, it would just calculate for you, like, um, if you're profiting or if you're not. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a huge part of it is, uh, um, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, figuring out all the fees and all the profits and all the shipping fees and things like that. Um, because, you know, maybe you would think you're buying a product for $5 and selling it for $10, but then there's all these fees involved, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, there are fees up to 50%, which is the worst part. And a lot of people might think, oh, like how, like, how do you even make money after paying all these fees? Well, like in the end, it's all about you and your negotiation skills with your uh, distributors, wholesaler, manufacturer, whoever it may be. You have to get the lowest price from them to make it work, right? So like in the end, it's all about trial and error. Obviously, when I first, like when I was first calling distributors, right, they thought I was such a rookie asking all the rookie questions. And then in the end, they didn't really want to do business with me because they probably figured I can't buy as much right they probably thought i can only do like 500 dollars every like three months and that you know like in the beginning that was the case so like those people i don't work with right and you just like keep going and then eventually you will find people that will work with you that will want to see your business grow as you grow they grow as well and regardless you buy 500 to a thousand or like five thousand from them it doesn't matter right so it's all about negotiation skills relationship partnership right so like one of the things I keep my relationship going and like honestly it's the little things, right? So like one so like one of my distributors, right? Um over break, over winter break, um, I took a trip to their warehouse, right? I met my representative in person. I've never met her before, but I met her for the first time. Um, even like this was this was this was after spending over a hundred thousand dollars with their company okay for inventory okay so then so then so then i finally got to meet her i met her in person i brought dunkin donut i brought some coffee right all that like the little things 60 dollars the little things right and that builds relationship i like i built it with her i built it with her manager i built it with her senior chief whoever it may be like that little thing bring that little thing they will remember you they will offer deals they will offer you certain incentives and all that so as the months went on, there was like this, like there was a problem with one of the orders and usually they don't take returns for that certain product. And then especially if it was over $3,000, but you know, the manager remembered me from our meeting. He like really liked what I was doing. He found out more about my story and then he took the return back. But normally they're not allowed to do that. And they state that in the contract in the beginning. Yeah. So, I mean, this is clearly a very uh, relationship-heavy business, um, specifically wholesale on Amazon, and um, uh, that has to be something that 
um, new Amazon sellers have to understand. Um, new Amazon sellers need to understand that this is a long-term play and it's not something where you could take maybe three hours, right? To just make it that, like, you can't just spend three hours a month, right? And expect to make the big bucks, okay? It's very time intensive, right? Money-wise, is really up to you. The capital is really up to you. But I would say at a very minimal, $1,500 is what you should start with, whether it's wholesale or private label, okay? And then, and then like, you just really have to put in the time and effort. If you don't put in the time and effort, if you don't put in the time and effort, you're not going to see the results, right? And then, so, like, so like me personally, I've, like, I've met a lot of people throughout the year. And a couple of them actually started selling at Amazon. And then like here and there, they were asking for tips and tricks, whatever it may be, right? So for me personally, I spent a lot of time, even throughout my college year, like instead of going out partying with my friends, right? Instead of hanging out with them over the weekend or like after class, after school, I would go home and do research, figure out how, like how to do my Amazon better, how to do the Amazon business much better and find out all the tips and tricks right so right, if you right. so you so so obviously the more time you spend in in the business the more you will understand what you are doing and that will help you grow because they because for me personally i'm very open with how much i sell revenue and on top of that profit with like with like closer friends or like here and there we share something with like the public or whatever it may be right and they see what i do but then they don't see all the nights and work behind all that to make a set like that certain amount of money right because for them they don't do that much work right and then on top of that they expect to make as much as i make but they don't see the amount of work that i have been putting into this business since day one yeah it's definitely not a get rich quick uh model of of business and almost nothing is um so you really you really work towards the goal and um so once you really hit your stride you became consistently profitable after putting all the hours of work in how were you able to scale the business to six figures of where it is today and did you find that more difficult than starting or what did you find more difficult the scaling part or the starting part starting part was definitely more difficult um just get the legwork done, right? The legwork is figuring out what method works for you, how does the process make time more efficient, and then like basically finding new products, new profitable products is not that hard once you understand the process, once you go through it so many different times, okay? So in the end, for me, like personally, I was a college student, I was broke, I used to go out partying all the time when I was a freshman, sophomore, because I started this when I was a junior. But I used to go out all the time, obviously, as a freshman, sophomore, partying, going out, eating out, eating at expensive like restaurants with all my friends. Because when I got to college, I met a really close friend. Um, I met a really close group of friends that are still my close group of friends. But their lifestyle was so much different, like much, much different than mine was. Um, they would think they would think spending forty dollars on sushi was like normal, but to me, like maybe spending twenty bucks was it was a normal for me, but forty bucks was normal to them. So 
in the end, in the end, we would go out all the time for eight all sushis. We would go out all the time for food. We would go clubbing. We would get tables. We would get bottles. And that bill would be racked up to almost a thousand dollars split within six, seven people. And then you could kind of understand how much money was blown throughout like the first, the first couple of years um, in college. <laughs> so when I really wanted to start right the FBA business, I in the end had little to none right and i don't recommend this to anyone but i leveraged it through using credit cards i'm very smart with my credit card i never go above i know i can always pay it back right if amazon doesn't go well, obviously i had to go get a job or something like a retail job to pay it off because I, I like i obviously don't want bad credit right my credit is very good i've i believe my credit currently is 830 right which is excellent um but for me personally, I leveraged it through using credit cards. My first um, credit limit was about two thousand. Then I, you know, I maxed it out in a, a week, and then I paid it back the next week because I was doing Amazon FBA. My products were selling, right, but not as quick as I want. But it was selling, so I, so I paid it off. I called back Chase, right, and then I bumped up my credit to five grand, and then from five grand to ten grand. And then 10 grand to 12, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, whatever it may be. Okay. So basically in the end, I've only had my business credit card for a little bit over a year and a half at best, maybe. Um, and, and, and like my credit started at 2K, right? $2,000. But my credit currently to present day today, it's at $50,000. So that's how I've been able to leverage it, right? Don't. I don't recommend it because it can destroy your credit if you are not good with managing your accounts, managing your numbers, managing your credit, right? So that's why I recommend just use cash. If whatever that you have on hand to use that, then use uh, uh, the credit card leverage. But in the beginning, it was pretty scary because I couldn't, like I only sold back half, right? I only sold half the shipment and I still had the other half. so. That's why it was a little like scary in the beginning. But as I learned it, everything I buy today, I already know it will sell. Within four to five weeks, averagely, without the pandemic, I already know it will sell, right? With the pandemic, the same amount, um, what I've seen, like, what I've seen currently, um, it has been selling for maybe like a week, a week and a half, maybe, and then two weeks at best, right? So that's what now currently in the pandemic i've ramped up all all inventory all sale and sales have been booming sales have been booming profits have been booming so it really depends when you want to start and how you want to get into it yeah i mean so you really had some high stakes you know you had to you had to pay off your credit cards um and it was kind of like you know pay off those credit cards with the profits from amazon or else you were in a really bad position there um, but exactly. exactly. Obviously- That's why I don't recommend it. Um, I don't recommend it, but you know, for me personally, I took a chance. Right. And then like, thank God it worked out. Everything worked out. And like today till this day, I'm putting $20,000, um, like inventory on my credit card without having that type of a fund ready. Because I know it will sell within a week. And once I recoup my money from Amazon, I can pay off my credit card. Um, and then that's how, that's how I've been doing it, 
right? Last year, October, when it was absolutely crazy, bananas, honestly. I've had my credit card up to almost at the max. And you should never do that. You know, when the credit card, they always tell you only spend what, like three to 10% of your credit card. I had it to almost the max, right? But I had zero APR. So I like didn't pay it off the first month and my credit just dropped 24 points, right? But by the end of December, I paid off the entire bill, all 50,000 all at once. And my credit went back up. It jumped right back. But obviously, I don't recommend that, but that was next level. That was just like a crazy last three months, right? Usually how Amazon works is Q1 is like the calm down from Q4. Q2 is slow. Q3 is the momentum. And Q4, it just skyrockets. If you have, so basically what you should do is Q1 and Q2 is when you try new products, see what works, see what doesn't, right? And then, Q3 is when you start buying more and more and more. And in Q4, you just go ham. Buy as much as you can with how much you can really afford. And, like, you'll see the difference, right? Because, like, Q3 and Q4 is usually where people see um, their money uh, 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 growing the most. Yeah, wow. So, can you go back to, like, you're talking about October was bananas. Why was it so bananas? What was going on? October was bananas because I was selling candy and it was Halloween uh, season. Yeah. And that, and that Halloween season really lasted until December. Right. And then, hmm. um, starting December, I started to sell toys and toys is bananas during Christmas season. And you know that. So I don't sell toys all year round. I do sell candy all year round. Right. Toys is more of a Q4 thing only for me personally, at least. But overall, like if you just follow the holidays, right, it's bananas. Whether it is Valentine's Valentine's Day was my very first holiday that I followed. What I literally bought was $1 packs of jelly bean from Walmart. I cleared out their shelves. Right, I went in there, I got two cards, I cleared out all the jelly beans, one dollar. It sold on Amazon for eight dollars. But the consumer doesn't understand all the fees that we pay. Um, they might think that, like, oh, you're buying for a dollar, how can you go all the way up to eight dollars? It might be price gouging. But the consumer doesn't understand the fees and shipping, right? The reason why they get their package within two days is because of all the fees that we pay, right? So in the end, after even selling at $8, I made about $2, $2.50 per bag. But I sold thousands of the same product in, um, in the month of where Valentine's Day was. And that was just bananas as well. So what was the packaging process for you like specifically? Because, I mean, you're selling a lot of low-cost product, uh, products, but you're, you know, you're selling a ton of them. So like, what was that? you know, personally on you, how is that, how did that affect your, your packaging process? So basically I would go to Home Depot and buy um, moving boxes. And it would be about 98 cents per box. And then in the end, it's all about playing Tetris. See how much I could fit in that box. Um, as long as it doesn't pass about 43 to 45 pounds, 
I try to like, you know, fit as much as I can in there. And then once all that is done, you could ship a 40 pound box for like four or $5 through the Amazon and UPS partnership. But if you bring that 40 pound box to UPS directly, they'll charge you $40. So honestly, shipping to Amazon warehouse is so cheap. And in the end, it's all about playing Tetris. Right. So everybody out there, it's, you're shipping to Amazon. You're not shipping to the customers. You know, Amazon will exactly. fill it for you. Right, right. So you don't need to individually pack each order. You just need to ship as many products as you can to the Amazon warehouse. Right. Exactly, exactly. And you might think, and you might think it's not worth it because of all the fees that you pay. Right. It could be up to fifty percent fees that they take. But like, I've never seen another platform like amazon fba if you have right dm me and tell me about it because i've never seen any other platform that is like amazon fba so there's so you can't really complain about how much fees they take because of how much they really offer right so yeah that it's it's a really interesting platform and i mean you know amazon is focused on the uh, the customer always so you'll probably never find a bit, yeah, like you said, another business that will ship your products to your customers same day or next day or two exactly. days. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Affordable price. So, I mean, yeah, that's a huge benefit of Amazon, like you said. Um, and so you talk about following the holidays. You talk about you know which quarters are what what each quarter is like and and how you work in the quarters. Um, do you use any software to help you out? I don't want to get too into your personal strategy, but like, you know, identifying those trends. So, so to find, to find, to find profitable products is what you're saying. Like, like yes, yeah, identifying yeah. the trends. Mm-hmm. So that personally don't use any software. Everything is done manually. There are softwares, right. Where you could upload the Excel sheet and then you could filter out what you want. But most times they leave money on the table and those offers aren't free. You have to pay for them. So personally, after developing my own research method, I have not gone like that route. Like even since the beginning without my own research method, I have done everything manually. I took the slower way, but you know, you want to do it right because in the end you're spending your money out of your own pocket. And like, you don't want to just base off some type of software that shows up and and to tell you, oh, like this product is profitable. And then like, instead of checking over, you just buy it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and to go back before, you are talking about your group of friends and, um, you know, their behaviors. You know, you guys, you guys were college kids and that totally makes sense. And I'd say, you know, a lot of college kids like to party and hang out and all that stuff. So were you able to eventually, um, I'm not saying, you know, obviously you're still friends with them today, but were you able to eventually surround yourself with like-minded business people who were ambitious and wanted to uh, build their own business? So the friends that I met back in freshman, sophomore year, right? In the beginning, we used to be a bigger group. We used to be like 15, 20 people in one group. But like as as the years went on, right, um, we like – after after four years, you should figure out 
who your closest friends are, right? The ones that you're going to see in your wedding in the future versus the ones that you're never going to see ever again. Okay. Right. So, right. So that group of friends, right. Um, there's still six and seven of us and like, we're all very close, right. We're all best friends. Um, and that's, that's one thing that you want to drop like to, that's one thing to try for only because you want a good surrounding. But um, I wish I wish I found out about Blackstone Launchpad earlier. Blackstone Launchpad is a entrepreneur program here at the University of Buffalo. When I found out about them, I was a senior. I wish I found out about them since day one, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I didn't. Um, but when I was there, I started meeting so many people, whether they wanted to do Amazon or not, they had their own app idea. They wanted to build this, build that. And then I basically met a lot of entrepreneurs in Buffalo and the Buffalo startup community, right? So I did surround myself around other entrepreneurs, whether they were Amazon sellers or not, right? We all had something in common. We all like thinking new ideas. We all have. So that's one thing that you guys could definitely strive for and definitely if you are attending university of buffalo or um or i believe the 15 other schools that has blackstone location reach out to them be involved right be a part of the activities the like competitions where you could like win money and there's so much help within that little community that should be bigger yeah um yo me personally I'm going to University of Buffalo and I really want to get involved in that startup community. Um, and not, you know, they, they might not be necessarily connected to whatever college you're going to. So how were you able to find them and connect people who maybe weren't in college, you know, maybe older people who have already started their own businesses? Uh, is that what you're so, able to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once you meet them, like, like you really understand the complexity, well, like the simplicity of, like the entrepreneur, um, the entrepreneurs in Buffalo, right? There is a startup group chat that has over a hundred something members, going from like the youngest, eighteen to all the way to like seventy something years old guy, right? And they all have businesses, successful businesses here in Buffalo or Rochester or like the surrounding cities around us. Um, so obviously when you get into that, you get added to the group, you get, and then any help that you need, there's a general chat, reach out, be like, hi, my name is James, or like, my name is Diaz. Um, if like, like if you needed something, reach out, and there's always that one or two people that can definitely help you. If not, they're probably connected to other people that are in the same field and topic that you're talking about. You definitely get like connected all around. There's a whole networking type of group. Yeah. Um, so obviously, relationships for you uh, relationships, in, in this relationships. business is huge. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, okay. So, um, to give you an example, right? I am in the health and beauty, candy, household, toys. Um, and here and there, sports and outdoors category. Um, so basically, right, I found a mentor. I found multiple mentors, actually. Multiple mentors. They are not in the Amazon base. They're, they're not even in the online base. They're just, you know, regular guys in 
regular guys and girls in that field in sports and outdoor field they have knowledge on products they have knowledge on which candy is the best which candy is trending right so build a relationship get a mentor right a mentor is basically all you need right don't just get one mentor get multiple mentors and like whether they're in the space that you're doing or not they're older and they've been through more experiences than you obviously so like they could answer your questions they think a little bit wiser than us college students or like anyone younger whoever may be so just get yourself a mentor multiple mentors different fields it doesn't even have to be in your field but they could probably give you something that is like so like so important information right so like i got my so like i'm in all of that i'm an e-commerce seller right but i got myself a real estate mentor i got myself someone that owns a popeyes franchise i met like him like the owner as a mentor right not sure if I'll ever own a franchise or even want to get into that type of business, but I have a mentor asking him questions and he has so many wise thoughts that he could share with me. And then like a lot of these people, when they have made it in their own businesses, they want to mentor someone like a young prodigy of themselves, you know? So it's all about relationship, get to know someone. And in the end, you never know, they might be connected to someone big, like maybe an AMC theater executive that you can get a bigger account with them and stuff like that you know so you just never know yeah i mean you got that down pat and um on that on a similar note do you plan on moving into any other businesses right now or are you focused solely on amazon right now strictly amazon um Mm -hmm. but one of the future plans that i have is one get into real estate obviously real estate means cash flow um so i'm saving like aggressively just to buy my first place um before before 28 hopefully <laughs> um and then my like my next play is maybe get into some sort of franchise maybe not the food business but some sort of franchise in the future yeah so a lot of ambition that's uh, that's also really important now so you scaled your amazon business enough uh, or, or let's say we go back in time I know you have a warehouse and when was that moment where you were like, Oh my God, my house is being overflowed with products. I need, a, I need a warehouse. Like how was that? And how is it leasing? So, how, how's the process in, of leasing one currently? So I, um, I'm originally from New York city, Queens, New York city. And I'm only up here in Buffalo to, to attend college to get my degree. Cause everyone in my family has, a master's or above I'm the only one that has a bachelor's so I can't just get nothing and quit school and you know so I had to get something and besides if like if business doesn't work out it's always a plan b so obviously you don't want to just quit school and pursue selling or pursue some sort of business you always want school right because school education is key and then on top of that it's a backup right and you always want to have a backup so so I have a bachelor's degree, so if the business doesn't work out, I, I could always go get a job. But obviously, I don't want to do that, but it's still having a backup, right? So for me personally, I rent a apartment here in Buffalo. Um, I have two roommates who are my two best friends. Um, the living room is quite big, but we have, like, we used to have gatherings here every other day or every weekend 
you know, because our place was the biggest out of all of our friends. And so we used to have gatherings here. And then when we have gatherings here, the boxes are in the way, right? But when we don't, I would fill up the entire living room and try to get it out as soon as possible. But I also do live on second floor, which is a hassle. But you get used to it after a while. Um, basically, like I was talking about a mentor before, I met a mentor um, in Buffalo. And instead of renting my own place, which I wanted to, but when you're first starting out and you're still in college, right, I can't utilize paying $1,500 a month to utilize the space. Right. So I worked out a deal with him if I could use his warehouse. His warehouse is about 30,000 square feet. And he has room, but he also takes up a lot of the room. But he had like a slight corner, maybe um, a 1,500 square feet space that, you know, it's always vacant, like like there was just nothing there. So I worked out a deal with him to use his warehouse, which was a plus. Because if I got my own warehouse in college, I would have to buy a pallet jack, a forklift, right? And like my plan is not to stay in Buffalo forever. Because obviously my friends and family and like including my close friends that I met in college are all from New York City. So obviously my plan is not to stay in Buffalo forever. So if I were to buy a pallet jack and a forklift here in Buffalo, how would I have gotten that down back down to New York City, you know? So I'm I'm glad that it didn't go that route. And obviously everything happens for a reason. So right now I rent his space. I use his warehouse at a 1,500 square feet um, warehouse in a 30,000 square feet warehouse here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, he has pallet jacks. He has all the equipment, pallet jack, forklifts, everything. And he taught me how to use it for free. So, so like, in, obviously, in the beginning, if I need it, I would have to ask his employees. And, obviously, he doesn't want me, to, like, distracting his employees because they're on the clock. He's paying, you know, from his company money to them. So... In the end, he taught me how to use all the machines. So now I have access to all the machines. I know how it works, right? And I basically just use his space, right? But it really depends because if you live in the house with your parents, but you do have a basement, utilize the basement, honestly. Utilize the basement, right? You want to get to a certain point where, you know, you're making, like, let's say rent is $1,000, right? You should be making at least three grand per month before you even think about getting a warehouse okay because because normally the warehouse is a third of your profits yeah okay yeah so well so mm-hmm. so you should utilize your basement your living room or any other room that you don't use right talk to your parents figure it out with them or whatever it may be okay or if you have like a shed that's like safe and no one's gonna rob you you know put it in the shed but um, there are downsides to having a residential address, but when you first start, there's nothing else you can do. Um, there are certain distributors that you talk to, and when they hear that you know they're shipping to a residential address, they're scared that their semi, like their big truck, um, their big tractor trailer truck, cannot fit through your neighborhood, so they won't sell to you or ship to you. So that's why it's a little harder to find wholesales when you first start as residential. So Ever since I got started into a warehouse, right, he lets me use his address as my own. Um, so when I'm talking to new vendors and I just say that, hey, I'm in a warehouse space. I have a loading dock. I don't need your lift gate. 
they're like, okay, automatically, just no, let's open an account with you. Let's get you started and see what you could do. But there are, but there are other vendors that, um, like recently, I opened up a new account, right? And I mentioned I have a, a dock, I have a warehouse, I have employees, I have whatever. They were like, okay, sure, whatever. But they still put me through the process of opening an account with them, which is a 12-page paper application. After filling out a 12-page paper application, it was still a 50-50 that I would even have the account with them. So that would mean that they are a gem, right? Gems, G-E-M-S, you're looking for gems. The gems are the ones that have amazing pricing and they're the, like the best to work with, right? So so right now, I'm, I just submitted the papers, right? It's going to take them a couple of days and then it's still a 50 dollars 50-50 that I'll even get approved for the account. Yeah, well, so again, relationships, relationships um, that just that just keep coming into play for you. Uh, and I'm sure anybody who wants to get into the business needs that as well. Um, so just for the listeners, what exactly is a power jack and forklift and why is that important for wholesale in particular? Well, um, in wholesale, when you're buying in volume or even one at a time, a pallet is those wooden things on the floor. Uh, I'm not sure how you, ex um, how you explain what that is. Just Google what a pallet is. A pallet jack, basically, you could put it under the pallet and it moves the pallet. So the pallet could be weighing a 1,000 pounds, and there's no way I'm going to go one by one or have my employees one by one pick up boxes, you know, like I don't want to hurt their back. So the pallet jack's only about 200 bucks or if you get it used, maybe a hundred bucks, hundred dollars. So it essentially moves the, the essentially moves a thousand dollar, a thousand pound, a thousand pound shipment easily, effortlessly. Mm -hmm. So those are like equipments you should get when you, when you start to have a warehouse, but at your own house, you don't need it, right? Because you probably won't be doing that much volume at your own, like, garage or house. Unless your garage is massive, then, you know, it's a different story. Um, you should get one. It's much easier to move it. But if you only have a couple boxes, you, I would just do it, like, manually without equipment. Right, right. Yeah, these are great tips. Um, uh, and so, James... Well, finally, uh, well, first, are you doing are you doing a master's at UB? Is that why you're staying there currently? Um, well, my parents keep telling me to go back to school and get a MBA, right? The master's, right, right, yeah. Um, but honestly, personally, I don't want to, only because I know where I can scale my business quarter of a million before I even graduate college, right? And, and that was still part-time work. So, you know, if I put in full-time work, spend more time at the warehouse, spend more time finding products, spend more money, spend more time, everything. I know, like, my goal this year is hit half a million dollars. And I know that I could do it. And my goal next year is to do maybe 750000 in 2022, hit a million dollar in revenue by then, right? So I don't want to. Right, but I am staying in Buffalo for another year, maybe until 2022, but I'm going by it year by year. Um, I'm staying here only because if I go back to New York City, and New York City warehouses are expensive, they maybe start yeah, at like yeah. 4000 for a mini shed, right? Right. 
which, you know, is not that great. So I'm thinking, hmm, what if I stay here another year? Right. I build my relationship already. I'm going to continue using that space. No problem. And then I could release my apartment here, which is not even that expensive. Um, and then, and then essentially go from there, right? Go year by year because when, when you're starting business up front, you want to save as much as you can. So like, I don't want to throw $3,000 into just a warehouse, right? For a tiny shed in probably like a, like in a bad neighborhood or something. So I'd rather just stay here, spend, you know, very little, a quarter of what the average rent is like in Buffalo. Right. Cause I believe, I believe the average warehouse rent in Buffalo, it's maybe a thousand to 1500 for a 1500 square feet warehouse. Minus 1500, but I'm paying like a quarter of that. Absolutely nothing. Right. Yeah. Which will definitely help me to save up. And then I explained to the owner, right. The situation, right. Why, like I'm planning on staying and stuff like that. And he said that that's smart, you know, like when he was younger, right. He wished that he did that too, but instead he got his own place. Well, like obviously that grew, you know, like everything happens for a reason. So that grew to 30,000 square feet. Now I think he's about, um, uh, He's an older guy. He's an older guy now. So mm -hmm. I want to say he's like a grandpa, but maybe he's getting there. <laughs> so, but in the beginning, like when he was in his twenties, he like he, he leased out space and it was expensive as hell. And he was like, this is the smartest play for you. You know, you want to save as much money and he's willing to work with me on it. Yeah. So that's so, a lot of experience that you learned from. All yeah, about yeah. relationship, relation, relationship. I met the guy last year when I first started my Amazon business. So in the end, relationship, relationship, man, like just do the little things. Like if like, like, like you might not see it because you're thinking, Oh, I own this business. You know, I'm doing this, blah, blah. But, and his employees are just employees. Don't think about that. Employees are considered a team. Right. And like, whether they're your employees or not, like you obviously have questions and stuff bothering the boss all the time. You, you ask the employees questions. Where is this? Where is that? How do I do this? Like, what do you think I should do about this? So um, every, every, like, I would say twice a week, I would go to like Chipotle, Lloyd's or like anywhere around, like with good food, obviously I would cater, right? Spend a hundred, two hundred dollars or like a little bit more, right? catering for the entire staff just for his staff it's not even my staff not on my payroll they're not doing anything for me but you know here and there like there are questions that i could ask them instead of asking like the boss directly so twice a month i cater for entire warehouse all the staff that he has different places different like whatever maybe and then like i would do like a survey he allowed me to do a survey with all his employees like like what do you want to see what kind of food you want every two weeks and like me personally that's it like like that's like a thank you from me to them right you just like two three hundred it's not that much when you're making good money you're using their space you're using the um resources that like the owner has provided you so two three hundred is nothing and it's a really good thank you note to the employees so that's one of the things that I do personally. Um, it's up to you if you want to do it with your future employees. But I like to treat them well and, and you know, like whatever they need, I'll get it for them. Um, like let's say like like um, 
most recently, most recently, I think we did a poll and like a lot of them were asking for like coffee and stuff like that. Cause like I haven't given them coffee yet. So then, you know, you go to Tim Horton, you get like a shit ton of coffee, ice cap, whatever. Maybe the bill is over like 200 bucks because of the amount of employees that he has. And that just like basically treat everyone. So it's all about relationship, including relationship with the employees is very important. Yeah. So you got, again, the relationships. Um, and so the, I mean, you, you seem to be really on top of your relationships and, and you definitely know the value of it and it definitely shows in your results. Where did you learn all of that? And did you have any bad experiences with a relationship that maybe taught you, I, you know, I could really be, I could, I could really nurture this and, and it could be beneficial to me. Um, no, not really. But like, obviously like my parents has taught me to treat other people the same way I want to be treated. Right. So like, obviously like, yeah, like I'm talking to the boss directly, the one that really calls the shots, but the, but like I've had times where like in the beginning, especially like I didn't know how to use a pallet jack. Right. I'm not going to touch something where I think I might potentially break it. Then, then, you know, I don't want to be in that situation where, you know, so then, so then I would have to ask the employees, Oh, can you help me move my pallet over there, move this over there. And that would take up his time from whatever he's doing because he's also on the clock. Right. So like in the end, like, I just like, why not, you know, like two, $300 is not going to hurt the bank account. Right with the help that they're like really giving and then like you're taking out their time. It's all about relationships, whether the employee is doing something for you or not. Right. You just want to show your appreciation with them because they always help me with a lot of things around the warehouse. Um, and then like in some cases, in some case, Oh, another big thing is like one of the perks of that is when a shipment comes in, shipment could be in at 8am sometimes. Right, you work with your wholesaler with that, but one time I had the shipment come in eight eight a.m. I kid you not, I was still sleeping, but his empl um his employees were already in the warehouse, maybe one or two or like I don't know how many, but they basically took in the shipment for me, right? Mm -hmm. and then and then and then obviously they let their boss know, and their boss will shoot me a text, hey, your shipment's in, and 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 honestly, like. On days, on days that I don't have school, like I don't have class until 12 p.m., I don't wake up until 11 a.m. So that 8 a.m. was a no way for me. So like, that's a perk. They're bringing in my shipment. I don't have to wait there. I don't have to stand there. You know, whenever the like let's say six, seven pallets come into the warehouse, the employees will unload it. It is still heavy, but you know the pallet jack helps it, and it makes it much lighter. But you still need a pull and stuff like that. So, and and like they really helped me a lot. So then obviously like, don't you want to treat them back and self saying, thank you. Like what's thank you going to do? You know, like, right. like I rather show them my appreciation than, than like give them a thank you. Yeah. Because I mean, what if they didn't want to bring in that shipment, you know, it's extra exactly. work for them. Exactly. Um, exactly. And that shipment would just because, because yeah, because they're not like, they don't have to bring in the shipment. Right. right. Because obviously my company is different from his company and he's working for the other guy. He's not working for me. So he technically doesn't have to bring it because what if he gets hurt, you know? So like, obviously he doesn't have to do it, but he like, they do it anyways. So like just a little appreciation goes a long way. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, just from those anecdotes, I can tell totally why you would stay in Buffalo. You know, you've made a ton of relationships there and the real estate is cheaper. And I mean, um, you know, if you're in Queens, probably the closest, the closest place you can get a, you know, relatively reasonable warehouse is, you know, Long Island somewhere or New Jersey or something. So, I mean, I hope to do that as well when I go up to Buffalo, try and form some relationships. Uh, It certainly seems to have worked well for you. Um, Yeah, of course, of course. Like, in the end, it's all about relationship. It doesn't matter if they're in the category that you're in, right? I sell in all this category, but the warehouse owner, they do like it's like a wood shop it's like a wood shop like half wood shop half like honestly i don't even know what they do exactly <laughs> but <laughs> half wood shop but that is way farther than where i am so my area is always clean because other half they do like they do like receiving they do um they like um what's it called they carry the marble for like kitchens yeah um, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Like the kitchen, um, kitchen countertops and stuff like that. So honestly, like there's nothing <laughs> right. related to e-commerce and what I do, but I made a relationship with the guy. We got to know each other. You know, we're good friends. We have each other's numbers, right? Um, anytime he needs something, he'll shoot me a text. Every time I need something, I'll shoot him a text. And in the end, like it doesn't matter if if like I selling candy and he doesn't. You know, he's right. selling kitchen wooden top. Like, that has nothing to do with me, and I have nothing to do with him. So why would he open his doors to me? So it's more of a relationship type of thing. Um, you figure it out, you know, like, when the pandemic started and he needed gloves and masks and stuff like that. Um, I had a wholesaler who would sell it to me at wholesale price, the medical mask. And I mm-hmm. shipped a couple pallets to him at cost price. Everything at cost price. Obviously, I want him to be safe. I want him, his employees to be safe. Everything yeah. cost price. Did not make a single dime on it. Everything cost price. Yeah. Right. So it really depends on the relationship there is. Yeah. Yeah. Huge again. They, everybody takes care of each other and grows together. Um, I mean, if they're they're moving marble, I'm sure they can move some some candy bo- boxes of candy. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of yeah. course. Of course. But it's not their job, you know. Right. Yeah. 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 It's not. And I mean, and. Maybe if they found you annoying, they'd just be like, no, that's, that's not our stuff, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So you treat them, you know, every two weeks, they, you know, will help you out. You know, they won't, like, you know, like, they won't think about it as, like, extra work to moving a couple boxes, a couple pallets um, yeah. a day, every two days, you know? Sometimes, like, sometimes when, oh, like, another perk is, like, when I'm there until, like, some, like, some days I leave by 2 p.m., when I don't have school, I get there at like 10, leave by 2 p.m. Um, and like, it really depends what you're doing and where else. But for me, I spent four hours there. Just, you know, it's like vibes too. Um, and then, and then on top of that, like every, like every week we would have UPS pick up the shipment. Mm-hmm. We use trucking companies, but we also use UPS, like just regular ground shipping yeah and but that ups will come at a set schedule every every other day at 5 p.m but i'm leaving at 2 p.m so another thing that the employees do is make sure all my shipment gets onto the truck which is a perk so just things that go like no far 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, James, this was awesome. Thank you. Ton of golden nuggets in here. Um, first, do you have any any final tips for anybody who wants to get started? Any any of the kids my age, you know, senior year in high school or high school in general that just want to get started? And also, where can the listeners find you on your socials? I'd say if you if you have at least fifteen hundred dollars, you can start. Do research into it, right? Like, don't think too much of the fees because it all comes down to your relationship with your wholesalers, right? When, like, Thomas could be buying something at, like, $7 a piece, but with me, like, me talking to my wholesaler, bringing little things from my wholesalers and stuff like that, I could be getting that same product for $4. So, obviously, I'll be making more profit even at a lower price than Thomas, you know? So, in the end, it's all about relationship start start connecting right if you live in buffalo you live in westchester um rochester anywhere else right make relationships with the people around you yo like your neighbor could be a successful business owner that you like would have never knew about until you actually start you know like saying hi or like you know it's your neighbor well like like it depends but like everywhere everywhere i've ever lived like all my neighbors have been like very friendly and it's like more of a community street thing um so it really depends if your neighbor is good you know just ask them you know like what do you guys do for a living or like whatever maybe you never know a relationship could come out from there um where you guys can find me is you can go on calendly.com slash launchpad coaching i believe slash james fung or on Instagram, you could just follow me on, um, it's called College Kid FBA is my Amazon Instagram. You can follow me there and just DM me. I'm always DMing people back. Um, just let me know if you have questions or whatever it may be. Again, it's College Kid FBA. So please follow me. Um, reach out to me. Um, if you have any questions, I'd be happy to hop on a phone call with you or you've been through Instagram, whatever it may be. All right, James, this is awesome. Thank you. Yep. All right, Thomas, talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.